Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Quantum Nurse out of the rabbit hole from stress to bliss. This is Grace Asagra. At this moment, I am very happy and pleased to have a special guest with me. His name is Wing Commander Satyendra Chauhan. But before I say more about Wing Commander, I just like to remind our audience that this podcast was especially created for 50 to 55 years old working men and women who are taking care of their loved ones with dementia. So I'm hoping that through this podcast, we could provide holistic methods so they could have a rewarding life. So welcome again, and very, very pleased to have Wing Commander Satyendra Chauhan, also known as Winko Chow, an air veteran and a resilient lifestyle coach. He was an officer in the administrative branch of the Indian Air Force. He has masters in business administration and a certification in life coaching from ICF. He came from Kanpur in Northern India. After hanging his uniform in February 2018, he started coaching and consultation company called Resili X Coaches and Consultants, which operates out of Bangalore, India. That is where he is based right now. So as you see, in his end, it's morning time. And on my end, is evening time. He had to wake up early just to have, to be with us and have and share all his knowledge and whatever he wants to share to inspire people. So his struggles and setbacks in life has many stories. And as we go along, I'm going to encourage Winko Chow to really share that to us. Thank you again and welcome. Wing Commander. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Commander. So Thank you. Now, you've been in the military and an air military. How did you end up doing this coaching thing? You can <laughs> in business and you could be doing something else. And, but here you are. That's how we met. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, well, before I embark on my story, so thank you, thank you all for, you know, being here, being in, uh, you know, listening to us and letting us into your spaces. So, and thank you, Zagra, for having me here. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure. Like you said, it's, uh, you know, a little early in the morning. Yes, it's about seven o'clock, but the uh, monsoon season is on and it's, it's kind of, you know, uh, only a dawn kind of feeling. Uh, sun is still not out, and uh, I start my day pretty early. Uh, I am a you know routine and rituals person, as I call it. Uh, discipline being the backstay or the real backbone there. So now to answer you this question of how did I end up here? Yes. So yes, all those who believe in providence may say it's. Uh, you know, coming from a background which generally is expected to be, you know, hot. 
uh, how is it that you are in a space which is so calm? <laughs> so uh, sometimes it uh, happens, so the awareness comes to you by chance and sometimes you work towards it. So in my case, it did strike me, but then I worked very hard. So to give you a little more about my background, uh, I come from a Hindu Rajput family and I have a lineage of warriors and uh, what we uh, attach ourselves are with only fighting. So uh, my grandfather was a freedom fighter and my dad was an Air Force officer. My brother is an army officer in the Indian military. So we, and we have lineage of people around us in police services and everywhere. So, uh, and uh, I come from Uttar Pradesh, which again is a very kind of, you know, hot blooded and hot headed state. <laughs> so uh, there, was, there, was, there was some connect. Uh, we in India believe in um, quite of us and I do in soul and karma theory. So it was, it was that realization of the soul and uh, my karmas, I believe, which have some account that I had to kind of level off uh, in this birth of mine. So that is how I am here. So, yes. And talking about the karma, since you opened up that conversation, is karma uh, something that one can realize at early age or later age? Or is there any time where that aha moment you will realize what your you know, your path in your karma would be? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, like, uh, like I said, uh, coming from a North Indian background and in India, you know, uh, among the other, uh, you know, religious books that we had around us, even if we were not reading them, one of them was Gita, which is said to be the God's words. So, you know, to me, uh, yes, the realization came much later, but it was it is all along there so it is around you that is how i i am looking at you know uh, raising the consciousness and when i say consciousness i essentially don't mean consciousness level to you know th those levels where you become saintly and you are you know in the world of superconscious no i am just trying to say that you know live in your present be aware of what is happening look inwards if there are some signs you know be ready to catch them or uh, realize them and uh, those are the spaces if you are you will certainly realize that yes uh, you know that karma which was already there all most of the time is somewhere you know breeding grounds and it just needs to come up and the examples are plenty uh, when I talk of karma and soul, uh, I do say, I do give an example of a family uh, where there are two, two people or two children or siblings. You would find, uh, you know, very distinct uh, kind of 180 degrees opposite uh, behaviors in them. Whereas the upbringing is the same, the value system that is being, you know, instilled into them or the way they are they're being raised is the same. But how does that happen? And uh, somebody who's, you know, doing everything and still not finding to find some ways to reach there. Why, why would that happen? So there has to be some account. Now, in your coaching, because you've done it for a while now, you know, um, 
what are the type of people or who are the type of people who gets attracted or who really, you know, needs that coaching that you do? All right. So, uh, like I said, uh, um, uh, when it came to coaching, it, uh, the journey started very, very early. Uh, it started with my own awakening or realization or of the awareness that was there. Uh, realization of uh, the soul, which uh, generally is not understood. And it was not understood by me either. So, uh, which very simply is the energy around us. And we are all energy. So I am part of that energy. I am religious. Uh, yes, uh, you know, I may not be practicing it that very often. And uh, yes, if you look inwards, you will find that you in some which way are connected. Some call it God, some call it spirits. You know, you are an extension of that. So every everyone is kind of, you know, related there. Uh, when when it came to looking at the niche that I wanted to practice in terms of life coaching, I chose resilience as one. So, and why resilience? My own story was a story of resilience, which I could, you know, easily uh, relate to people around me. And I knew that they would resonate with that. And it was very easy because it came to me naturally than looking at something which I would acquire, which I call it as, you know, uh, acquired or artificial intelligence that I would gain. And this was the intellect which was working on me. So uh, I am looking at a younger crowd uh, of entrepreneurs, executives and professionals who are going through so much of, uh, you know, negativity around them, only the further reasons of the multiple challenges then that you know come about and around them and which compel them to look you know turn slightly negative or maybe uh, you know be affected of this environment which is created around them so and it is this uh, you know environment which is kind of omnipresent and it was always uh, omnipresent so it is uh, this segment that i feel has the need to rise at later in life like me Probably you would stabilize, you would learn things. But by then you realize that uh, if I may use the word, the damage is already done. So it's better to wake up early. So I look at anybody who's around 30, who've uh, started to experiment life, who've seen life, who are in their first or second job. They're starting out in their business, uh, working in high pressure areas, in metropolitan cities, especially. Uh, it could be India. It could be you know around the world across the globe. I always find um, ancient practices, ancient wisdom, like the ones in India, as very respectable. And I feel that it is such a useful tool for anyone. So in my imagination, it seems like you know, a lot of Indians are aware of what they have as, as, as a people. Do you find that it is easy to coach them? Or, or have you had any experience of coaching someone outside your culture? And, you know, what's the difference? All right. So, uh, 
let me tell you uh, sometimes it happens that uh, when you have abundance you don't really realize it so uh, this i'm saying when you said we have uh, you know great ancient uh, culture a big heritage and uh, you know some, there's so much so, so much of richness around you that uh, i i feel we fail to realize uh, it was in my backyard and uh, i don't even realize that it is around so uh, it is not necessarily that uh, everyone would uh, you know kind of be aware like you said so and that is where i am i am here to uh, you know uh, if i may say my motto or tagline is uh, raise consciousness or raise awareness transform reality and through creating resilient lifestyles so and talking of the other cultures it is kind of uh, similar you see uh, when i uh, look at people mm, it it all I, if i may term it you know uh, without hurting anybody's sentiments is that uh, we are kind of ignorant you know uh, and we've been ignorant uh, i have been ignorant probably you know people around me have been ignorant i've been ignorant as a child i've been ignorant as uh, a growing up teenage i've been ignorant when i grew up uh, as an adult i've been ignorant when i became a husband i was ignorant when i was a father so so i'm just saying this ignorant is omnipresent around us like most of the things and uh, the reason like i said is looking inwards first yet there are some vested interest uh, which wanted us to be like this because it suits uh, the minority to be in that you know 5% there <laughs> so uh, otherwise the world would be a much better place so it's it's kind of the same i in my uh, coaching realm i've had uh, clients who are from a different culture or uh, you know a uh, different ethnicity different religion uh, and uh, i find it's kind of the same across it it depends on how aware you are again and how aware you want to be so that is where the crux lies how how does one know if they're a right fit for you to work with all right so that's a very 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 interesting question there so uh which gets me thinking so uh, it's it's uh, you know <clears throat> so uh, it's kind of uh, you know the environment around you the realization has to come from uh, from within when and like they they say that when your pain level reaches that stage uh when you start becoming uncomfortable actually so when you're uncomfortable in many ways uh when i'm saying uncomfortable or i would use the word discomfortable if not uh shattered and struggling those are probably the words on the other extreme that you find struggling with everything you find struggling in your routine you find struggling in your relationships you find struggling in your chores you find struggling in your occupation you find yourself struggling you know trying to so called achieve that success you when you've achieved that success 
so called success i again underline that uh, you find that there's something amiss there's that probably the feeling of fulfillment is not there so uh, it is those people uh, who probably look for some help around and uh, yes uh, mm, there are many coaches around so if uh, somebody approaches me uh, then certainly i am more than willing to you know extend that uh, hand towards them what's resiliency going to do anyway for someone's life all right that's another interesting one mm. Uh, as a matter of fact let me just give you a very small example uh yesterday uh, towards the evening i just get a message uh, would you like to hop on to the zoom call and this is a, f- a friend of mine uh, uh, i would call it you know uh, international friend uh, she she was she's in vena and uh, this was uh, i i just hopped on you know just for connection and i am very intuitive person so uh, and that time i had some time with me just about half an hour so i said okay let's hop on and if nothing you know give some encouragement somebody wants uh, you know people around so and i didn't know i just hopped on and i said what is all this about and she said this is a this is a class that i am doing with my international friends to you know make them little more educated in terms of english language and as she moved further you know she she used the words like resiliency and she used the words like cognitiveness and she used the words behavior i said are you talking my language <laughs> so when you said how relevant you know how does it how resiliency helps it is i call it way of life you know it has to become way of life that is where i call i have started to call it the resilient lifestyle if you understand that resilience has to be at every you know stage of your life every bit where you get up in the morning and uh, you know uh, if you're just coming out of the bed and not using the covers you would find yourself sneezing and after a while maybe if the weather is not too conducive uh, like sometimes bangalore is uh, you would find catching cold and then going through it this is physical you know resilience which is giving giving up so is the case uh, in terms of medical uh, i mean mental in terms of emotional i am not going to the field of spiritual but financial resilience imagine we're all looking at some independence and we're all struggling with it so this is where we need to you know kind of uh, reexamine if i may use that word uh, reexamine our beliefs reexamine as to what has been our pattern of thinking if i may call it mindset that how have we been living all our lives or how have we been raised what has been told to us because uh, we all we find and that's human mind and human brain which finds conformity much easier so we just keep following what uh, has been done oh yes this was being done by my ancestors and i am doing slightly better because i am genetically evolving so i find i am as such better i am financially better I, my status is better you know my thinking is better uh, i i came uh, we originated from rajasthan you know uh, if i may just give you my little lineage 
and across the generations we've moved to north india and now i am sitting here in bangalore so it is good evolution for me in lot of terms so i either i can decide to be contented with it and keep conforming oh yes you know my grandfather was a farmer poor farmer my dad came from this background i he made a lovely house you know an independent house and he's living a nice retired life i made my own house you know my children are doing well oh enough no i have to understand that there has to be a reason you know this is again going back to my soul and karma theory why am i here you know uh, there has to be some reasons uh, i may not make the difference but i uh, need to do my bit beyond uh, that you know just securing myself means of living life if i may say um, if you go back go to management and think of maslow's uh, theory of hierarchy uh, so yes there are various needs so i have met that need of sec- safety security now it is belongingness and then maybe super actualization Uh, when it comes to super actualization all of us think oh super actualization not my cup of tea why oh no no i can't be why can't you be you know you are you uh, you were raised saying that you are children of god and uh, in india we say okay parmatma you know there is god everywhere he is omnipresent so if he is there why why i can't be one i am not saying with any arrogance at all but i am saying i have to realize my powers so i mean that's my take on it <laughs> thank you <clears throat> is resiliency um practical practicable or relevant nowadays especially with this quarantine time pandemic time oh uh, uh, absolutely absolutely and who would uh, you know know it better than uh, you and people in the medical profession that how like i said it is relevant ev- uh, you know every bit it is way of life and especially now when you come to think of it where you know m- uh, like in my uh, own way i tell people that uh, this is the new order of living we have to understand and the best would be Uh, yes the first and foremost is the protocol uh, that we need to observe in terms of you know uh, securing ourselves if i may say and uh, you know using taking all those precautions staying safe yet the better thing would be to raise our immune systems or raise uh, our physical levels raise our mental levels change our perceptions so to give you an example yes i do watch very little television in terms of especially consuming the news which i again have my own theory which says actually it and i'm very careful in using the words i call it adulteration you know i i say all this environment adulterates your thoughts adulterates your process of thinking if necessarily it doesn't corrupt it so why you know why feed yourself with all those things so uh so so that is where uh, you know it is so so very relevant and especially these times and do you think the times are uh, uh, going to be better no uh, i i really don't think so although i'm very optimistic i i wrote a small article a couple of months back uh, 
when all this started. Uh, I said, there are, there are signs. Are we looking at it? You know, look at all the uh, so-called epidemics or pandemics or the, uh, you know, changes happening around us. And I'm being very practical that, uh, you know, uh, when you look forward, the kind of lifestyle that we've created ourselves, the data goes to show, you know, uh, like we're looking at the uh, harassment in the workspace, which is to the tune of, you know, 50% and more. You look at the ailments going up, you look at the lifestyle diseases going up. It is very, very relevant to be resilient, not only in these times, in the future to come. You have to be. Uh, like I said, science will continue to find a lot of, uh, you know, ways to extend our lifespan. And uh, yes, uh, somebody I was talking to, another coach friend of mine said, we are heading towards extinction. I said, no, we, we will never be, you know, there because science is very advanced. Yes, you can't really fight the nature. So the nature might find some other ways to, you know, come up and strike a balance to tell us, okay, you need to be there. But yes, it is very, very, very relevant. And uh, yes, to answer the second part, uh, is it easy to practice or I call it, uh, it is simple, you know, and there is difference between uh, easy and simple. So uh, it may not be easy uh, if you have to follow a routine you have to rise a little early. <laughs> so, which may not be easy. If you have to follow a routine, you have to sustain from, you know, uh, abstain for certain things to sustain longer. So, which is very simple. I just, uh, you know, uh, need to create those kind of thoughts and tell myself that, oh, okay, I can do without it. And it just takes a, a few moments to get over a certain urge and certain emotion and certain thought. So it is simple, yes. Uh, how easy it is, we can see. So my endeavor uh, is to make things much more easier for people. I don't want them uh, to start something and then fail, which eventually happens because we've made things complicated. So if you can keep, keep it simple for them, it'll be easier. Do you Hope think I've answered that. <laughs> no, you did. You did. Do you think we're in a collective karma? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I not only think, I believe in it. And I, I believe in when I say um, I'm, I'm on a very, I'm on a larger purpose. I sometimes call it a mission and I want this to turn into a movement, you know, of uh, empowerment. Why, why every soul, which is, I call it a precious soul. Every soul has got uniqueness. Like, ev you know, every cell, we're all different. We're all different from each other, uh, you know, in terms of our uh, constituents. So why shouldn't, uh, you know, we all raise ourselves to that level and, uh, you know, experience that abundance and uh, that richness around us in terms of, you know, it may be intellectual, it may be physical, it may be to the uh, comfort levels, and last but not the least, the happiness, the bliss. So uh, if, uh, uh, if you come to talk of, you know, uh, the, gen the all across the globe kind of development or 
empowerment, it can happen collectively. And uh, now the hindsight is, like you said, uh, probably it is the collective karma which is taking us down. So if, if it is taking us down, why will it not take us up? Or transforming so, us. That's why it is. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for giving me those words. Okay. I always say that. I said, we're in this together. We must have yes. done something in the past that we are all together in this. So now Absolutely. I'm thinking to myself, I'm not sure if, um, if, I'm, if, if I want this again in my future life. So the question is, what can we do now so that um, whatever, you know, not very nice karma is we can create a favorable karma in the future. Could your coaching help that? Mm, well, uh, I, I really, you know, don't uh, get into that uh, domain necessarily, although I believe in that and uh, my entire process revolves around it. Uh, yet I want to, you know, make it more practical, realistic way of living life. Mm, and uh, to answer your question, one is that, uh, you know, if you ask me personally, I would want to come back again. <laughs> this is such a, such a beautiful <laughs> life, such a beautiful. Uh, no, in the same pandemic. <laughs> how, uh, uh, I may be digressing, so I will come back to what you asked me, but this is very interesting. When you said this pandemic, uh, let me tell you, um, I, somebody was asking me, how's, how's it been? I said, I have, like I was telling you a little while back, it's been about two months that I have probably haven't really stepped out of the house. You know, and from last about two weeks or plus, I am in the containment. Yet, if you ask me personally, uh, this has been the best period of my growth. You know, where... Uh, probably I have started to look, I have had more time to look inwards. You know, I've had more time to do things uh, which I was attracted to and I have less time to go towards things which are distracting me. <laughs> so, you know, one has to understand and prioritize. So if you, uh, now getting back to your question that, uh, you know, what one should do and uh, can my coaching help uh, somebody. So I am not uh, really intending to do that. I am only intending to, uh, uh, you know, um, and that too, I am only intending. Uh, I am not getting into anybody's space. Like I say, uh, I only share what I have. Uh, it is for somebody to, you know, take it or leave it. So, uh, and uh, if you're really inclined towards it, like I believe, that we all are, you would certainly take it mm, uh, with the with the intent or purpose of, you know, settling your karma and not coming back. I really don't, uh, you know, want to do that. Uh, I would only want that you or we or one makes the best of this life that we have here, which going back is so precious. So precious. Uh, uh, if I the earlier I realize it, uh, as I think of it, you know, I get a feeling of bliss. That oh, had I realized it, I have no regrets there. 
but then yes oh it it would even have been so beautiful i would have lived those moments which uh, i did not value you know at that time had i known what awareness is or what being conscious is what being living in the moment is or um, in a way to like live you know so called uh, a balanced life like i said i was saying so called success so uh, we all we all are looking towards running towards success but uh, are we really able to understand what success is you know the other day i was talking to a friend of mine who uh, kind of shares the same thought he said uh, you know if it is uh, uh, you raise a skyscraper uh, with a foundation let's say if it is four pillars and your personal life is not good and you're making so much of money does it really matter if you are you know uh, enjoying yourself you've got all the material comforts but your health is not good no use so so coming back what i am intending is oh if i can make the best of this life and the live even further just to share another thought which comes to my mind right now is that uh, when i was hanging my uniform and people asked me they said oh like they call it retirement and now you're settling down i said i'm not settling down because there's so much to do and the the word generally uses second innings i said why should it be second innings this is my first innings this is my realization and this is how what i would want to do you know this is uh, where i find my passion lies so which has taken some time <laughs> to get that realization oh what you just said reminded me of values like gratitude contentment and being present you know just just being in the moment and it reminded me of one of the teachings in in one of my uh, meditation and mindfulness practice of that this life really is so precious and to be born it's so rare and they always compare it to that you may know the story of that turtle that the turtle mm. just picks out one time as it's mm. and that's how rare our lifetime of being being born so when you're here already since we are here already yes we might as well make the best of it right yeah so so when someone wants to work with you how does it look like what what's the day going to be like for that person who wants to look, work with you uh the first so, day the first day uh first day yeah, all right so like i said uh, you know i have given it a good thought before i started so uh, and yes i would also look at the you know contradiction that people had to it so it is uh, like i said you need to have a purpose for everything at the end of the day or for every chore every action like we are you know in this talk or this session at the end of whatever time that it lasts we are we arrived here for some purpose now to achieve that purpose you know there have to be steps or process that you know uh, we would start like this and end like this and while we are doing it the best thing would be when we enjoying it so when it is not cumbersome when i don't feel that oh am i doing it so i have given it a careful thought that whatever you do 
uh, you be you know present there and you enjoy that process you don't merely go through it uh, for the sake of going through or for the sake of you know looking at the byproduct right away you are in that moment you have a set goal you have a purpose you know which I, you want to achieve and you enjoy this process so uh, whether it is day 1 or day 30 with me would be the similar day that is what is my you know intent in my own program which i'm building now uh, and let just let me give you a little background uh, the way i um, icf coaching pattern is uh, we don't we don't get into the advisory mode at all uh, you know we don't really get into the suggestive mode at all uh, we um, we consider and i also strongly believe in it that uh, like i said we are all precious souls we are all unique souls we we all have that brilliance in us. So it is the innate strength that I believe in each one of us uh, or each one of us has got that uh, I call that intellect that we all have. So my uh, you know, job as a coach is to um, kind of hold that space with you and let you think deeper with uh, my own listening and questioning techniques. Yes, those are two things that I do necessarily follow. And with those techniques, I let you uh, dwell deeper, deeper into your own self or whatever resolve or solution that you're seeking. And believe me, it works. It works 100%. So you necessarily do not do that handholding. Now, yes, uh, I am developing a product uh, to uh, go online and only reason is that i would want it to reach the majority which is not happening in this one-to-one -one coaching that we are, i am doing so here it is i have limited time limited energy and uh, you know uh, the space is also limited so this uh, process or the product that i am designing at the moment would uh, certainly travel anywhere that uh, one wants to. So uh, with all, I intended, uh, you know, making it as enjoyable as somebody. And now coming to that contradiction, a friend of mine asked me, he said, uh, wouldn't you be, you know, when you, when you say it is going to be simple and you want to make it an enjoyable process, uh, wouldn't you be compromising on certain things? I said, no. At the end of the day, what I'm saying is that if you're enjoying a process, you would certainly would want to follow it. If I make it cumbersome, I, and I cite this example of our classes, go back to your you know, student days or when you were a kid, you would find one teacher makes it so very interesting and you would want to attend that class. I remember I was... Uh, at that point in time, not a very good student, limited by so many beliefs. And I would tell myself, oh, I'm not good at this, I'm not good at that. I had uh, one maths professor, and I still remember his name. You know, very few professors' <laughs> names I do remember. And his name was Professor Mukut. This was in Pune. I was studying, uh, doing my 11th and 12th standard, which was called the junior college. And he would have people come flocking his class from all over Pune colleges. Can you imagine and uh, the democracy permitted anybody from any college to come and attend that class and he made it so interesting. 
so why wouldn't people follow it so like i said my day one and day 30 or day one or day 90 it is it is a uh, longer process it is uh, you really can't you know uh, it is not a magic wand which you would want although it is miraculous i do say it is miraculous sometimes but then yes you need to get down get deeper to it understand it and absorb it and then live it very interesting so in your life have you ever had that experience when because you said you had a lot of limiting beliefs that you will you felt so rotten or you felt so stuck or you had your worst maybe now you can consider it as the 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 most painful experience you've had all right uh, so i i do not really recollect any um, you know, painful experience, if I may so. But then life was, you know, a, a rocking boat all the while, actually. So uh, I will give you a new term today, which I don't think you've heard. I call myself, you know, uh, an offspring of a malnutrition mother. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yes, and it's very serious. And I've given it a very good thought. In, uh, I'll just go back, you know, it, you might, people might find it a little interesting. Uh, but yes, I'm only sharing what, um, like I said, uh, you know, we came from this uh, very poor background and the way India was, my parents were married when my dad was in uh, standard ninth, that is what he tells me. And my mom uh, was kind of similar, same age. And uh, Another interesting fact is that uh, my mom and grandmom both were, you know, carrying a baby at the same time. <laughs> so my aunt is six months older to me. <laughs> so, so probably now, I mean, you know, thinking about behavioral and cognitive aspects, uh, there was, I feel, although I was the favorite grandchild of my uh, grandmother, I was the first, uh, you know, offspring, uh, I mean, the grandchild that came in the family. Yet, when that was happening, there was some kind of, you know, um, rivalry, if I may call it, that she had. And she couldn't come to probably terms that, oh, how? How can it be at this time? <laughs> so, you know, uh, so uh, when my mother needed all the... Uh, help and support mentally, physically, and uh, spiritually, which, uh, which is actually far and beyond for, you know, that class, when you're only looking when you are, you've got all kinds of I call it scarcities around you, you really can't think uh, of spirituality. Uh, we didn't even know what spirituality is. Yes, religion is always around. So that was the time when, uh, you know, you know, she needed her the most and she was not around. So, so I was born a very weak child, so to say. And my parents tell me that, you know, oh, we didn't know every day we would run to the doctor and things like that. So I was raised with those beliefs that, okay, you were born weak and it's okay. And the way uh, priorities would have it, that uh, the compromises were made and Mm, you know, our uh, heritage said that 
we were outward bound. So my dad would um, probably uh, look at, you know, his responsibilities towards his, uh, I would call it extended family, but he called it first family. That was, so we, uh, we took kind of, kind of, I'm not necessarily, but your second priority in terms of everything, whether it is education, way of living, growing up with whatever best that he could do. Yes. Excellent. But still, so I was, uh, you know, around with, or growing up with all those limitations, with all those limitations, whatever I thought was the best. That is how I, I am a college dropout. Uh, and then I, you know, took up a job very early in my life, uh, which was, you know, I, I think I started looking at becoming independent when I was only 16 or 17. And uh, by 20, I had picked up a settled job. And there again, um, I had joined the Air Force to get into flying. But uh, it was not uh, to be for certain reasons which were beyond my control. And so it, it kept rocking. I, I didn't know which way I was going. Because uh, like I said, we're so ignorant. Neither I wanted to look there nor people around me Mm, as I've you know, learned this term, we're all victims of victims. Nobody knew to guide me as to how should I be approaching the life. So it was for me to experiment, explore, and yes, come out of it. And I'm very lucky to come out and reach the stage. Uh, I've had a very long stint in the ranks. You know, for almost 14 years, I was in the ranks. And then I made it on the other side of the fence. Well, when I was thinking of, you know, leaving uh, the Air Force to do certain things. And then again, I came back. But yes, that realization did come to me. And uh, it did make some difference. Uh, so going back to your question, if I've had uh, something which, uh, which is very painful, no, not necessarily, because I've never thought to look in that direction or I've never been, you know, that person who would want to attach certain things to certain events or people or persons. No, I generally look inwards and I say, okay, yes, it was you know, in my stride. And I'm very happy to having learned my lessons very early and, uh, and I'm ready to work on them. I'm not uh, just enjoying my life playing golf. <laughs> so, <laughs> So if there's a um, if there's, so if there's a young man listening to us right now, what would be your best advice? And a follow-up question with that is, I would want also to know what was the best advice given to you? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I can answer the first one. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, so, I, like I said, I necessarily do not advise. But yes, if you have to pick up, uh, you know, pick up your threads earlier, you know, understand, ask questions, uh, understand, be aware, try to understand, know the hows, whys and what's behind everything. Like I'll just give you and you will relate to that. You said you went to you know, think of your meditation. 
nobody people told us to meditate yes when i started when i was inclined uh, towards spirituality it started with you know inclination towards yoga and then to spirituality and uh, i learned meditation but nobody told me how they told me some process but why was it being done what was told to me do this why do you do it and how do you do it necessarily hows and how would you it would be most effective was never told to me so my advice uh, without giving an advice uh, would be that reflect you know when at with every day every day of your life uh, try to attach a reason for your being ask yourself what is the bigger picture you know why am i here there has to be a reason believe in yourself and if required you know reexamine your beliefs reexamine what is your mindset where are you going you may be contented you know you may be very happy oh i don't want life life should be like that perfectly all right you want it like that absolutely good but uh, 20 years hence you shouldn't be thinking oh that day i told myself it was perfectly good your priorities may be different yes at different stages in life your priorities are different yet what you would want is to look inwards and say okay this is where i am going do i want to go like this that is where you need to examine now coming back to the second aspect of the question what was the advice i got all right so if it doesn't come to me i don't think you know i really i i must have gotten quite a bit but there's nothing which is you know uh, which was an aha moment for me that oh somebody gave me that advice i can't think of it right now uh maybe maybe you know next time around i i, I would you know do a little more deeper thinking and say okay somebody gave me this advice there've been there've been bits and pieces here and there to live life from my you know father uh from superiors which have kind of uh, you know stuck by me but there is nothing which is uh, you know so significant that it stands out so there must be you must have a daily routine that you do mm, yes yes so yes a very very interesting question because i uh this is what i profess now mm. so when i say profess i necessarily do not mean that i profess but uh, with everyone but yes who all those who are interested uh there has to be there has to be a discipline you call it self discipline how does it come we can hire services of a coach uh look in words but yes there has to be time of the day to begin your day to end your day like if i share a very interesting fact with you i don't set alarm for the morning i have you know kind of set started to set alarm to for me to go to sleep <laughs> so that it you know my my day starts my today starts yesterday when i go to sleep on time i rise on time and uh, i was always told you must rise early in the morning but nobody told me that you should rise early in the morning because your brain state is like this and you would be in this state where it is you know more receptive and uh, yes i was told yeah morning hours are good 
to rise and you know read and things st stay with you and stuff like that so there is a uh, routine i get up pretty early sleep early try and sleep although these days there are far too many challenges and uh, like i said i'm you know in the best space so i'm working really very hard so i am not able to follow that routine but yes yeah, still i rise early and uh, i have a whole set of uh, routine uh, if i give myself time i take about you know two hours in the morning only to myself so that is how my day begins and during the day um, um, over the period of time i have learned this to you know balance it out with um, generally not being very conscious but yes uh at the same time when i say conscious is not stressing myself to it but yes i do realize what i am eating and how much am i eating and uh you know what time of the day and what am i doing but i generally maintain a balance and enjoy the process that is what i am saying you know and it could be anything sometimes i indulge also sometimes i have a you know cheat day i have a Uh, you know cheat meal i have a cheat drink so uh, that is how i live my life now that dementia caregivers they usually don't have a lot of time and they i remember in fact one caregiver said that just make 30 minutes of podcast cuz i really don't have a lot of time so what could be the best action suggestion that you could offer for you know caregivers who they will say they don't have a lot of time like again you 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 talked about right in the morning rising in the morning and going to bed early so what could be just like one that they can do that's as easy and simple mhm mm i'm just trying to think so uh, i uh... although i do say that you know you have paucity of time but uh, for the right things you should always have time so i never say like i don't use the word i'm busy and uh, um, if somebody's uh, talking to me and i have to uh, give certain time i do give certain time until i have uh, some discipline which is being violated there in terms of you know i don't i have a prior commitment so what i would uh, Uh, say is that instead of uh, looking at the achievement again it is slightly you know what i would call it holistic that you look inwards and you say okay what is my purpose behind doing everything if i can understand that i would be able to find time to do things i would be able to empathize with people and i would want to you know um, uh, when i'm saying for care for a caregiver that yes uh, you know what is you are using that word caregiving so uh, you you would certainly want to be for somebody and to be for somebody you have to when you're starting your day just tell yourself that this is my purpose and not necessarily you know look at the outcome so the moment you start you know looking at oh i have only this much of time and i have to achieve there would be conflict which starts and then your energies are conflicting so just be very clear go with the, remember the purpose in your mind than the outcome that may not be in your control yes. is 
So where do we see you in five years? Ah, yes. I, I, I am aspiring. And uh, like I said, uh, in three years time, I would certainly want to be noticed as a brand. And I believe in, you know, uh, strength of people. I believe in people. To me, it is people first. So that is why um, when it comes to my company also, I do not promote myself uh, as a brand in the company. I would want this company, uh, Resilex Coaches and Consultants, to be a, um, you know, a brand known in the world map of coaching, where, which is uh, where all coaches who believe in similar vision and mission and purpose would come join hands and take this as a movement, which I said in the beginning. So, and once I'm able to do that, I'm very sure the other riches would certainly flow. Like I said, those are the byproducts and they would, there is enough abundance. There is enough abundance. So I am seeing, you know, myself uh, very happy uh, in, in a role uh, of you know wanting to delegate and tell uh, let people do what they want experiment uh, create new things and uh, yes uh, let's let's when you're speaking to me i haven't really fixed the target but by then uh, in 5 years of time if i have mm, achieved maybe empowering half a million of my target segment of uh, entrepreneurs executives and professionals I would feel very happy and uh, yes, I would love, uh, love to have a team around working this whole thing and uh, have a couple of offices around the world. <laughs> so okay. I'm a good dreamer. Yeah. I'm a Paisian. <laughs> so I love to be in that dreamy world sometimes. Thank you so much. This is so pleasant. And so where can people find you? All right, yeah, I'm available uh, on the entire of uh, social media, which is uh, predominantly available in India. Uh, so I'm available on Facebook by the name Wing Commander Satyendra Chauhan. I'm available uh, by the same name on LinkedIn. I'm available on Twitter by the names S-A-T-Y-C-H-A-U-1, Satik Chow, or Satya Chow, actually, I call it. And I'm available on Instagram. I'm available. I've just started a YouTube channel, so which is called Know Your Happiness How with Vinko Chow. So you, you could find me at a lot of places. And also, you could write to me at uh, vinkochow at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'd like to thank you also, would like to thank the audience for staying with us. And uh, I promise that all Wing Commander Winko Chow information will be posted in the, you know, in, together with the description of the podcast. And that's my promise. And um, just a reminder for the you know, audience that I'm offering a complimentary book, a coaching call and for any topic right now. So, you know, we're just exploring the best topic possibility to reach out to people. And that book, a coaching call could end up also with 
Winkle Chow. So feel free to, you know, respond. And uh, let's see, we want to really build a community that everyone could be supported with one another. Because as we said, we're in this together. It's like a yes. collection of pharma. We might as well do good for each other. Okay. Then I, I like to end also with um, a quantum card that I do every day. I have this quantum card that I shuffle and I get one of them with the intention that that will be the message for me for the day. So today I did that and I, I say it three times, three times, three times a day. So morning, lunch, and evening. And I, when I picked up today, I said, what would be the, the best quantum card for Winku Chow and me and the audience. So here it is. It says, jump for joy. Said, and I will read it. I love life and choose to live life exuberantly. I am full of energy and enthusiasm. I take time to experience joy each day, whether in big or small things. I love life and choose to live life exuberantly. I am full of energy and enthusiasm. I take time to experience joy each day, whether in big or small things. I love life and choose to live life exuberantly. I am full of energy and enthusiasm. I take time to experience joy each day, whether in big or small things. So thank you again. And thanks for the precious time of everyone. Winku Chow, the audience. Thanks a lot. And before I go, uh, you know, my gratitude to you, Grace, and uh, you're very inspiring. And uh, no, whatever, whatever that you're doing, and like you said, you know, together uh, we can certainly see the world what we would love to see, and with uh, which would be even even better place for you know our future generations to come. And yes, before I forget, uh, I am developing my website, which should be up very soon, which is called the resilient lifestyle.com. So do look out maybe in a week's time, it should be there. And you do so have thank a you. podcast. And yes, I do have a podcast. I already said it is happiness. How with Winko Chow. And I'm on air every Wednesday and Sunday. <laughs> thank you. And in my language, I say Mabalos. That means thank you. Pleasure was mine too. Thank you.